0: This is where Texas politics gets interesting. Here again are two guys named Jason, some great guests, and cold Texas beer for another smart conversation on Yolitics, the unofficial political podcast of Texas. Uh, hey, Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year Wheeler. I like when we start at the same time, and I yeah, like when I get my Happy New Year out before you get yours out. It's
1: been so long since we've seen each other, man. It feels <laughs> like that we have to just like step on each other as like old times.
0: It's been nice, hasn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth, my friend. Welcome uh, back. You were on the West Coast, man. I saw I was. some... Uh, saw you in shorts out there on uh, what, Southern California
0: I was uh you know spent the holiday just kind of uh, you know hopping around different places uh, spent some time in New Mexico the land of enchantment next door uh, nice. and then uh, headed out to uh, California and uh, here I am back in the in the grind again thinking wait <laughs> I had so much time off where did that go <laughs> here
1: I am again this is uh this year got here fast you, you, you know what we we didn't do on this podcast and I what just didn't realize it well, you probably are ready for do you have a beer ready? I do. Yeah, see. I, I have a, I have a cup of water over here, man. It's been one of those oh. days okay. already. So I'm drinking. Well, what are you drinking, man? What are you drinking? Uh I am drinking
0: a what's called a DF dub. Uh have you heard of that? No. OHB. Yeah, it's called a DF dub from uh yeah, OHB, which is um old uh, I'm sorry, Oak Highlands Brewery. And yeah. this is a German dunkelweizen i i don't know how to pronounce Ooh, that yeah uh it's i just it, beer. it is okay and it has a high alcohol volume so <laughs> I, that's all i know about it i haven't <laughs> tried this before so i'm gonna Let crack one day. open for the both of us and sort of you know cheers to myself i guess uh yeah D- diving deep
1: for diving in deep here with a high uh, high alcohol volume beer early on man mm, that's tasty I bet. Um, So speaking of other states, I mean, that's kind of what this podcast is about. I'm kind of excited about it because you ran across something that really hasn't gotten any media attention.
0: Right. Since
2: it came out.
0: Well, okay. It, and, and so, you know, s- since you mentioned this and you tie it into the fact that I've been to some other states recently, I, I am now thinking like, man, I really should have expensed that trip, you know, and just kind of called it research. some work research. You know? yeah. Talked to a few people 100%. in those states about how free they feel, because that's what this is about. <laughs> uh, it's called Freedom in the 50 States. Uh, this is a project that has been going on for a while, uh, you know, decade and a half or so. Uh, and it's published uh, by the Cato Institute. Institute, There's some really smart people who, uh, you know, do a lot of math that I probably wouldn't be able to do. And what they've done is they created sort of this index uh, for how free you are, you know, and, and, and a lot state. of that. Yeah, in each state. And and so, you know, you can ask somebody like, how free do you feel in your state? And, you know, they're probably going to tell you that they feel fairly free. Uh, this is
1: Texas, man, 100 percent, bro. Yeah. Top don't you line. think most people yeah. in
0: Texas, if you said, how free do you feel? A, nobody's a more people...
1: free than we are my friend
0: well that's not what the, their study finds uh their study finds that and you know they break this up into pieces so there's different kinds of freedom right uh and and economically they they do economic freedom economically we do really well um but uh personal freedoms they say uh, texas is abysmal with that and this doesn't fall into the categories that you typically think of when you think you know You know, liberals and conservatives will—you know—their definitions of freedom. They look at this in a very different way, and and so they put together this whole index. uh, And we decided, like, wow, this hasn't gotten a lot of talk here.
1: We should we should talk about this. But this is this is really the epitome of big government. This shows what what Texas has been doing over the last few decades as far as trying to. Lock us down in a number of ways. I say lock us down, people are gonna immediately think of COVID. This this goes back to smoking in restaurants, to carrying your gun, whatever you want to do. They look at a number of different things. And it's fascinating when we looked at this from the from the Cato Institute that that Texas is dead last.
0: Hmm. That so- blew me away. So we got Dr. William Ruger on the line. He is the president of the American Institute for Economic Research. He used to work uh, as the uh, uh, professor in the Department of Political Science at uh, Texas State University and was also an adjunct assistant professor at the LBJ School of Public Affairs at UT Austin. So he's lived here. Uh, he's been here. Uh, he, he spent years here. And so he knows this state. It's not just, you know, somebody who's uh, looking at Texas on paper and, and kind of doing some math and saying, hey, you're not free enough. He says he's actually been here and lived through it and seen it uh, firsthand. Hey, y'all, this is where Texas politics gets interesting for another smart conversation on Eolitics. So we're going to get into a lot of the ins and outs uh, here in just a few minutes, uh, but. Uh, I want to get into um, the the top line takeaway for me anyway, is that Texas came in 17th overall for uh, its, you know, freedom. Uh, and, and there's a bunch of different measures of this, but 17th overall in terms of economic freedoms, Texas came in sixth. But for personal freedom, we are dead last at number 50, uh, the, the the very last in the country. What should this mean to people who live in this state?
2: Well, again, I, you know, I used to live in Texas, uh, mm-hmm. used to live down in Wimberley, loved it down there, loved the state of Texas and loved the kind of freedom orientation, the freedom talk that people have. You know, unfortunately, when it comes to some aspects of freedom, there's a little bit less governmental respect for it than there are on the economic side. Right. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, when, we, when I was in Texas, you know, there was a lot of talk about a, a kind of Texas advantage, right. That, on economic freedom, regulatory policy, fiscal policy, the state did great, and that was attracting people from around the country, attracting businesses, and, and that's true. Uh, but there's a lot of areas where Texas still falls short and has traditionally. Um, you know, I used to joke with some of my Navy buddies uh, in Texas. I used to drill down in San Antonio uh, mm-hmm. and used to joke with them about how at one point, Vermont had better gun laws uh, than Texas. Now that has since been changed, but there's been a lag really. And I think mirroring uh, on the personal freedom side or freedom from paternalism, uh, what we see in Texas on the economic side. And, you know, we could get into some of the reasons why, if you'd like.
1: Yeah. You know, let's, let's, you showed the book a moment ago there, Dr. Ruger, the, the website, if anyone wants to go dig into this is freedominthe50states.org. And in the analysis for Texas, you being a former resident here you write texas talks a good game about freedom but could stand to deliver a lot more freedom oriented uh, policy regime for texans my first reaction was who's doing it better than texas
2: and new <laughs> hampshire
1: new hampshire's doing it better than texas huh
2: yeah i mean new hampshire does the best in the country it's our number 1 ranking state and that's followed by florida south dakota uh, nevada and arizona those are our top 5 states uh and, I'm, and, and, you know, I've heard from Texans, well, you know, New Hampshire is a small state, but what about Florida, right? Florida is a big populous state and is number two. And that's because uh, it does really well in economic policy, as you might expect, and not nearly as uh, problematic on the freedom from paternalism side of the house as well.
0: Uh, Dr. Ruger, I'm I'm curious because Texas has routinely been at the back of the pack. Uh, Again, this is the seventh edition that we're talking about here. You've done uh, previous editions and they showed that Texas was, you know, 49th or 50th uh, in those years as well for personal freedoms. Um, I would assume that part of the reason that you do this is to inform the electorate out there. You talk in the report about people, you know, quote unquote, voting with their feet. Um, But people keep on moving to Texas. Uh, Leadership here, the balance of power or imbalance of power, uh, if you want to call it that, has not changed much over the years here in Texas. Republicans have a stranglehold on all statewide offices and all branches of government. Um, Is it that people here just don't realize that they could be freer? Is it that people just don't care? and, And should they care?
2: Well, they might care, but getting things through the legislative process can take time. I mean, think about educational freedom. Uh, Think about the importance of school choice or backpack funding for parents and caregivers. That's something that Texas has struggled with compared to other states that have been pioneers in this area. Uh, Think about Florida uh, all the way back to uh, Jeb Bush when he was governor. Think about Arizona. Think about New Hampshire and other states that have done uh, educational freedom uh, legislation and and Texas has struggled with that over the years. Um, you know, you also think again about uh, you know one of the problems that Rick Perry and the Texas Public Policy Foundation, you know, not exactly left wingers, right, but they realized years and years ago that Texas had an incarceration problem. Uh, and again, no one, whether it's Governor Perry or TPPF or or uh, any conservative as part of the Right on Crime movement, uh, is soft on crime, right? But Texas has had a, a, a high crime-adjusted incarceration rate. It's also had high, uh, traditionally, although it's improved, high uh, victimless crime arrest rates, right? And that's led to real problems. And that's one of the reasons why the right on crime and these reform efforts, actually, uh, Texas has been a leader in that area because it wasn't doing very well. And, uh, and, and so uh, the reforms have had an impact, but still, it's still a real challenge. Uh, think about gambling, right? Uh, there hasn't been gambling freedom uh, in Texas. It has very little of that. And um, again, like, look, some people yeah, may not like Cannabis is another like gambling. one that you
0: all talk about too. Same thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not a big fan of gambling. I, I understand why those buildings look so good and why companies uh, have high profit margins there. <laughs> it's not my thing. But a lot of Americans like gambling and, and uh, the state uh, prevents that from happening in Texas. So those dollars are going to other places.
1: You make actual policy recommendations uh, to to tell lawmakers they they need to, you know, here's some things you could do to make Texas uh, better Uh, fiscal policy recommendations, show more fiscal discipline at the local level to relieve taxpayers of crushing taxes. I assume we're talking about the property taxes, which are crushing uh, all of us Uh, regulatory pass a law, allowing to direct to consumer auto sales so that Texans can take advantage of that new Tesla auto plant in Austin. What kind of reaction Do you get from from Texas leaders and from people in Texas?
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of Texans, I think when they see the numbers and they think like, well, we must be a top five state. And I love the Texas spirit. Right. They want to be number one in everything. Right. Uh, You know, they want to be number one in football. They want to be number one in terms of uh, population attraction from other states. Uh, You know, they want to be, uh, I think, just, uh, you know, leading the country. And, uh, you know, that's a great spirit. But uh, they kind of resist the notion that, like, oh, we can't possibly. it must be something wrong with your study, right? But that's actually not the case, right? look, we we look at two hundred and thirty different policy issues, two hundred and thirty. So none of them is like uh, such a huge percentage of the study that it's really, uh, you know, pushing it one way or another. Um, and uh, and also, you know we we, um, you know, we just call balls and strikes, right? So we define freedom in a very traditional American way, right? It's the right to use your life, liberty, and property as you see fit, consistent with the equal rights of others, right? Uh, and then we look at those policies, and we and we again we call balls and strikes, and this is where it, it ends up. And again, a, a big part of that is you know some of these challenges uh, that uh, Texas faces now. Again, for some people who may not love freedom as much as I do, you might say, well, we'll trade off other values, equality, equity, um, you know, uh, preventing people from doing bad things to themselves, even if they were free. Look, that's fine. But the fact is, is like, if you love freedom, you have to let people and individuals make the choices uh, that they make for themselves. Again, as long as they're not directly harming other people. And that's what we look at. So I think once they get into the data, they'll say, oh, I get it. I get it. Right. Like, uh, maybe people should be allowed to uh, to to gamble uh, legally in 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 broader ways. Maybe we need more educational choice so that the government isn't picking uh, where we have to go to school based on our school district or or zip code, right? Maybe we should uh, you know not have so many people in jail because of uh, uh, victimless crimes, right? Uh, it's those types of things. And again, even with gun laws, right? I mean, Texas wasn't that great, you know, two decades ago when it came to gun freedom. And that that's kind of a surprise to some people, given the Second Amendment and the gun culture of Texas.
1: Sure. Of course, the legislature has passed open carry, which makes it a, a yep. lot more free
2: uh, in, exactly. in that sense.
1: But, but get back into the weeds here, a Tad, because people are going to be curious why Texas ranks so low when it comes to overall freedom here. You mentioned 230 different policy issues you guys look at. Yep. E- hit on some of these here.
2: I mean, one problem, let's go kind of down the the row. I mean, our, our study is divided into fiscal policy, regulatory policy, and personal freedom. Let's just go down that. So fiscal policy, the state does really great on fiscal policy. That's a really shining area, right? State taxes are low. Public employment is low. Government consumption as a percentage of GDP is low. Uh, the problem really for state for Texas in the in the fiscal area, like you mentioned, is not at the state level. It's actually local taxes. And, you know, you mentioned it before, property tax issues. Uh, you know, I, I still have some property in Texas. Couldn't really escape in some way, I guess. And, uh, you know, look, we get socked with that bill every year and it's it's hard. Um, That's an area. If you Think about regulatory policy, right? Occupational licensing is still too great in Texas. A uh, scope of independent practice for like nurse practitioners needs to be reformed. It's things like that that could make it less regulated and in a way that is you know, better for Texans. And you might say like, well, oh, you must be a crazy person who thinks that doctors shouldn't be regulated. I'm going to be operated on by you know someone. No, that's not a variable in our study, because we only look at policies where there is variation among the states, where there's at least one state that is doing something differently. And when you look at that, you realize like, oh my goodness, like those other states, they haven't fallen apart. The world hasn't collapsed because they've allowed freedom in that particular area, particularly with like silly stuff. Like a lot of states regulate um, uh, moving companies. You have to ever like, there's a certificate of need law for moving companies. Like that's ridiculous. You don't need yeah. that, right?
0: Huh. And another one of the areas where where you hit the state hard here was, and, and this may come as a surprise to some people, debt. Uh, the, the state and local government has a lot of debt because they keep hearing about, you know, these huge surpluses here. Uh, the state does well with having cash on hand, but, but you think maybe the debt's just too heavy.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, uh, this is a product of the localities, right? and uh look you know debt is a is a is a form of future taxation if you will right mm-hmm. uh it's you know whether yourself or your children they're gonna have to pay that down the line and you know servicing the debt uh especially as um interest rates go up can be a real challenge we're seeing that at the federal level and it's gonna eat him eat away more and more of the federal budget and you know one of the great things about our federal system is that States have more can have more discipline, they have to have more discipline in many ways, uh, because they don't run the printing presses. Uh, and yet, but yet still states can confounder. I mean, you've seen states like Illinois and others really struggle in terms of their fiscal policy because of, of uh, massive spending and liabilities in the future, uh, mm-hmm. like pension liabilities.
0: Yeah, and, and that's where you say it would affect people's freedom because that you know they've got to pay those taxes, they've got to you know pay off that debt. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. I really People
2: like... forget that that taxation is is done through coercion, right? You're you're you know, if you don't pay your taxes, what do they do? They, they, it's not optional, unfortunately, right? They they you know they might not literally put a, a gun to your head, but they're, you're going to be you're going to face potential uh, you know criminal penalties. Um, so you have to remember that when the, when the government spends money. The it, it, it government doesn't create wealth. Individuals and businesses create wealth, and that's where they're going to come and get it.
0: I like how you all lay out the formulas. You're very transparent with how much you uh, weigh different factors uh, in coming up with the numbers. And I'll just take us down into one of the sub subcategories uh, when we're talking about personal freedoms, just to give people an idea. Uh, marriage freedom is one of the uh, subcategories under personal freedom. Uh, You guys weight it at 3.1%. I mean, it's very specific here. Uh, And then you break down that 3.1%. You look at same-sex partnership index, sodomy laws, cousin marriage, covenant marriage, blood test required, waiting period. Uh, so, so just so that people know, uh, you're not just you know sort of you know putting your finger up into the wind and going, ah, we feel like uh, you know, Texas is a little bit uh, they're, they're not so great with marriage freedom. Let's give them a whatever grade. This is it's very mathematical.
2: Yes, and the thing about a lot of the parts of the marriage freedom area is that uh, th- because of the uh, Supreme Court cases on this, uh, there isn't state variation on that anymore, mm. and mm. so it's not as if like. Uh, Texas is penalized today uh, because of that. Um, now, other issues, you know, like if you think about um, uh, blood test requirements or or covenant marriages, uh, you know, having a covenant marriage uh, option like they do in, I think it's uh, Louisiana, that actually is pro freedom because if you have more options in terms of your uh, what type of marriage you can contract into, all the better. Again, it's a very very small percentage variable. It's a little bit like raw milk sales, right? If raw milk sales are illegal, uh, look, that's not the thing that's causing Texas to be more or less free uh, as Mm -hmm. a as a whole, right? It's a very tiny percentage. Because what we do is we have a scientific weighting. We don't weight this based on what we like, uh, because Mm -hmm. then gambling would be lower and gun rights would probably be higher. Um, You know, educational choice would be higher than it probably is. Uh, What we try to look at is have a have a a kind of we look at the public policy literature on the costs of these uh, policies to the people who would enjoy them. Right. Because we're trying to look at basically people's revealed preferences and and that's how we get at this. And again, I I recommend, again, reading the book and looking at the methodology section if you have questions. But it's essentially really trying to make sure that it's not the Ruger and Sorens waiting, but it's looking at the people who are actually affected by uh, a restriction on their freedom of people who would like to enjoy these freedoms.
1: Let's get into some more of the issues here because I, I haven't thought about a lot of these. Some may not uh, impact me directly, but cannabis laws, you write cannabis is not only uh, the laws here, are not only harsh, they're the worst in the country. Uh, you talk about travel freedom is low. The state requires fingerprints for driver's licenses, but it does not regulate those automatic license plate readers that some companies even have, not just law enforcement. Uh, you talk about educational freedom. You call it meager in Texas. There's no private school choice programs as we, as we watch the legislature uh, debate school vouchers tobacco freedom i haven't thought about this but it's moderate smoking bans have not gone as far as in other states gun rights we've talked about it. it's above average in texas um and then the last one is uh alcohol freedom is above average with with low taxes here you guys really look at look every single really aspect of life wherever you are in the country don't you
2: yeah because freedom is a totality right it's both your ability to run a business to seek employment, but it's also the ways in which you want to live your life as you see fit. And so that's why we look at a whole range of things. Because again, like whether you like beer, wine, or spirits, the fact is is that when we're putting high taxes on those things, government is putting a finger on the scale. They're reducing your freedom to live your life as you see fit. Uh, And again, I think it's up to the private sector and individual responsibility to decide when they should do things that are better for their health or not, not the government to put their finger on the scale. And oftentimes it's not even about like, say, health regulation. It's because they favor one type of group over another. So I, I think it's, uh, it's either Oregon or Washington, right? They have very high spirits taxes. Well, these are also places that are big wine sellers. So this is an example of what you might call the Baptist and bootlegger coalition, right? Where the Baptists are the true believers. They you know, maybe want to put taxes on... Uh, on uh, what they consider to be bad behavior, but then you have concentrated interests that benefit from those things, and so those two combinations lead you to things like uh, states that have high taxes, say, on one uh, thing that they think is sinful, but uh, low taxes on another thing, right? And you can kind of see the hypocrisy of that, right?
0: Um, I want to ask you this, Dr. Ruger. Uh, This is all published uh, by the uh, Cato Institute, which for people who aren't familiar, uh, they basically describe themselves as saying that they uh, have led the charge for liberty in our nation and around the world for the past four decades. Uh, It's a public policy research organization, a think tank that uh, creates a presence for and promotes libertarian ideas. a lot of people view things through a partisan lens. You know, they're going to look at your report. They're going to look at every one of these issues, every one of these rankings through a partisan lens. It's important to note here that when you really look at this, your standout stars in some of these categories and the ones who take the most flack in some of these categories are both so-called red states and blue states. And I think it's also important to note that if you, you know, got everything that you wanted here if you if you moved you know states more in the direction of quote-unquote freedom uh liberals would be thrilled with some of the things that you're proposing and conservatives would be thrilled with some of the things that you're proposing
2: yeah again we're it's a nonpartisan study we're just trying to call balls and strikes uh and so again like things like marijuana legalization uh or um you know same sex marriage back when there was you know a debate in the country about it and it wasn't decided by the Supreme Court those are things that liberals would have liked but again educational choice and and gun rights uh, you know those are things that conservatives like better and again like I think that this is a fair appraisal we're you know we're social scientists right now again you know both the, Jason Sorens my co-author and I you know we would consider ourselves classical liberals which is a kind of a conservative liber, uh, conservative libertarianism if you will um, you know, but again, we're, we're trying to be very careful so that anybody who could use can use this study, uh, both scholars, legislators, business people, individuals wanting to move. I mean, one thing we found in this study in terms of the scientific side of it is that uh, free, if you control for all the variables that people tend to move for, freedom is one of the variables that actually matters. Right. It has an impact. So people are leaving less free states and moving to more free states. Even controlling for like amenities, oceans, mountains, weather, cost of living, they're moving based on freedom. Uh, at so least why are they still the coming population.
0: to Texas in droves? You know, if, if this state is dead last in personal freedom, is it just that economic freedom trumps the personal freedom side of it?
2: Well, economic freedom is a really important driver here. Um, and the fact that Texas is number six on economic freedom is a big reason why people are, are leaving these places. Um, You know, but again, some of the places where you're seeing a lot of movers, uh, like South Dakota, for example, has had a lot of people move in there lately. Florida, number two, is a huge, has seen a huge influx of people, particularly from our number 50 state, New York. And New York does so horribly. I mean, even Hawaii and California, New Jersey and Oregon, which kind of round out the bottom five, New York is much worse than even those states. And so you're seeing lots of people moving. I mean, We've seen New Yorkers flee New York, I think all the way back to like 1957. And the only thing that really keeps its population alive is the fact that it's got international migration. But in terms mm-hmm. of people who are, who are living there, tons of people are leaving. And that's, I think, a big reason is because of that lack of freedom, which has all kinds of consequences for economic growth and activity, uh, as well as personal freedoms. Because again, uh, you know, New York isn't exactly a, a, a high free state, because there's a myth that the conservative states or red states are cons- are good on economics, if you will, are conservative or free on economics, but are, but are like Texas, bad on personal freedom. And that blue states are good on personal freedom and bad on economic freedom. That's not exactly true, right? New York has never been a, a high state when it comes to personal freedom. And it's always been quite poor in economics. And there are states like New Hampshire uh, and others that are, that are, uh, if you will, kind of purple states, but have been Republican or or conservative in many ways that do well on both. You know, Nevada is an example that does well on on both.
1: At some point, does this ever backfire on Texas?
2: Well, um, I, I guess the question is is it, is it can it maintain its advantage on economic policy as other states do better? Right, because sometimes you have states that do well. But other states leapfrogged them. So it's not that they've really declined in absolute freedom in some cases. They've just declined relative to others. And I think that's one of the great things, again, about our federal system is that we can get a competition. I would say it's a race to the top, right? Mm -hmm. Who could be most free? And when other states pass them, that has consequences, right? So, for example, when New Jersey used to be a place where New Yorkers fled to, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as Connecticut, But as New Jersey has gotten worse compared to other states, then, you know, look, they're not as competitive for former New Yorkers. Lots of those New Yorkers that might have moved to New Jersey are moving to other states now.
0: I'm curious, has anybody ever done badly state wise on, on your rankings? And, you know, they've actually made changes to try to move up the rankings. Do you know of that ever happening?
2: Yeah, I mean, we we get state legislative staff that talk to us all the time and say, "Hey, what could we do better?" Or they see it as a resource. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had people say, you know, we've had people come to us and say, "Hey, uh, you know, could you talk to uh, you know, uh, you know, some of our colleagues here?" So mm-hmm. a few years ago, uh, my co-author and I we testified down in the North Carolina legislature for one of the committees, mm-hmm. right? Because I think that we provide data, and it's it's oftentimes useful for people who live in one state to say what are others doing like to learn more about what other states are doing? Because pretty soon you realize that the sky won't fall if you actually change your policies. Right. You know,
0: if Texas has ever reached out to you guys like that.
2: Uh, what's what, uh, you know, what's funny is uh, I don't, I don't recall. I mean, there are people in Texas that ha- have, right. So I've had fr- friends uh, up there that, you know, read the study, uh, but have never testified uh, for the legislature. We'd be happy to do so in a nonpartisan way. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Invite us. Well, we'll so, I'm happy to come to Austin.
1: Yeah, if, if Texas calls, it's uh, I guess the response is how much time do you have, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't take <laughs> a lot for me to get back to Texas. I well, can go up Comal County where I love to hang out.
1: Yeah, that's an awesome part of the state. Yeah, you, you kind of answered one of the questions I had, but but that is about you know state lawmakers in this state. They meet every two years, and and they're every lawmaker is always trying trying to find something to introduce. Uh, in the legislature and, and uh, just curious over the years whether you know of, of any of these policy recommendations showing up obviously school vouchers education freedom cannabis is, you know shows up regularly but but what are the other things that that might show up
2: um yeah so there's been obviously. a lot of change um in certain policy areas right so for there was a period in which um restrictions you know these are bad things for freedom Lots of restrictions on uh, smoking, Uh, you know, so regulating bars, regulating restaurants, uh, tax increases uh, for cigarettes. Uh, That was an area where there was a lot of what you might call policy entrepreneurship. Um, And then, you know, then you've seen periods where like, you know, there was a lot of activity around right to work laws. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even a state like New Hampshire, you know, got close to passing a right to work law. Uh, You saw some of this in the upper Midwest, where I think Wisconsin uh, uh, passed right to work. Um, Educational freedom is really hot right now. Uh, We saw a a whole bunch of places, for example, that allowed for uh, sports betting, uh, so increasing gambling freedom. That's been an area where we've seen a lot of activity. Uh, Marijuana policy has obviously been an area where there's been a lot of changes I mean, heck, you know, when we were kids, right, there are a lot of these areas that weren't allowed, right? Sports betting was something done uh, by uh, black markets uh, yeah. unless you were going to Vegas. Uh, and now you could do that a lot of places. Uh, things like marijuana. Now, I will say this about marijuana. I'm a more conservative guy. I I don't like the fact that more and more people are 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 using drugs or at least are using drugs publicly. Uh, and I'd really wish that states would get a handle, actually, in localities on the public consumption of marijuana because- I think that, uh, you know, determining whether this is something that should happen in the in the public s- square in the street is different. Whether sh- individuals should be allowed to do it in the in their basement eating, uh, you know, munchies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't stand mm-hmm. being in New York City and having to s- smell and walk through it. It's like you can cut that air with a knife.
1: Yeah, so I think we it's need to develop better
2: yeah, if we're going to be a free society, we have to develop norms of good behavior. And one thing we say in the book, we have a whole section in the in the introduction where we talk about the difference between wanting people to be free and what's called libertinism. We, we do not advocate that people live uh, in ways that are uh, you know, bad for their flourishing, uh, ways that are, you know, have all kinds of indirect ramifications maybe on their families. Uh, You know, think about people who are addicted to gambling or addicted to alcohol, addicted to marijuana. You know, we believe people should live a certain way of life that is consistent with the flourishing of themselves and their families. But we also want people to be free because true virtue has to be chosen. And that's one of the reasons why we sometimes call ourselves uh, virtue libertarians, which is an argument we tried it out, tried out years ago. I didn't catch on, but it's a kind of conservative classical liberalism, if you will.
0: It's interesting that you lay that out like that, because I was curious. Those, It almost seems like you're at odds with yourself there in a way, because, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, unvarnished, you know, completely free freedom sounds great. But if you think about it, like if I had the right to do just whatever I felt like doing, as long as it wasn't hurting anybody else, it would probably end up hurting me in some ways.
2: Yes. And again, and that's why I think that when you preach for this type of freedom that we talk about, I think we also, and this is why I bring it up, is is you want to also preach the fact that let's think about the ways of living, the norms, the behaviors, the instincts that you have that are consistent with our, our progress and flourishing as individuals and families. And I think too often people think about freedom and just say, you know, look, let's 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 like, uh, let's party like it's, uh, you know, 1989, <laughs> as the old, you know, song goes, right? Let's let's get crazy. Uh, but I think actually that a free society, fortunately, is one in which people have to suffer the costs of their bad behavior, if you will. Uh, and so, the more free we get, actually, I think there's more of a feedback loop to living responsibly. And one of the problems of having a big, large welfare state uh, is that actually a lot of bad behavior uh, is, uh, is essentially the costs of that are put on other people and that doesn't allow for a feedback mes- mechanism or the development of better norms and practices. Right. Um, you know, I-, I suppose you could say the body by giving you a hangover tells you not to drink too much. <laughs> we need more of that maybe in terms of our, our kind of maybe not having, you know, not having the government punish us, but maybe more social, uh, disapprobation, right? Like maybe, uh, shaming for bad behavior in public is maybe underrated
1: Mm. Mm. let me ask about a common thread here you made a point jason made a point also about how this is you know it's across the line here you'll have some republican states that rank really high some democratic states that rank really high when it it comes to a number of these issues for personal freedom you know i think people might be surprised to see california ranks 11th texas is 50th here i'm I'm curious uh, any surprises that you see in there? first and and secondly is there a common thread in here? Because, you know, Missouri does really well. Missouri's a pr- pretty Republican state. Um, you know, West Virginia, Florida, they, these do all pr- pretty well. And then you have California. So it, it doesn't seem like politics are at play here. Is there something else socially, culturally at play here?
2: Yeah. So there is a correlation um, between a uh, partisan lean uh, in terms of like the, uh, like Uh, The more democratic a state you are in terms of partisan lean, uh, that correlates negatively with economic freedom, right? So they do worse, generally speaking. Personal freedom is a lot noisier in the data, you know, and and I think some part of that is because you do have states that even if they're Republican are more, you know, uh, libertarian in spirit, if you will, like New Hampshire, whereas Mm -hmm. a state like Texas is more of that stereotypical red state, you know, good on economics, not so free on personal freedom, uh, but again, it's much me- It's much noisier, although there is some correlation there. Um, but again, a, a big problem is policy ideology or political culture, if you will. There are some mm-hmm. states that are just paternalistic across the board, right? The government wants to control your life, whether it's in economics or in your personal life, mm-hmm. right? That's a state like New York, which is traditionally done quite poorly on both sides of it, although it has improved in terms of personal freedom a little bit, but still not great. Yeah, um, I want to oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Uh, I was just going to ask you about uh, the one thing that, you know, people may run to this and, and think that they're going to see this issue, but it's really not out there in front. It's buried um, in the appendix. And that's abortion. Um, you know, when we start talking about freedom, that is one of the probably the biggest issues right now uh, in our politics uh let's talk about what you all did with that because you don't actually put it into the the overall rankings but there is a whole section in the appendix dedicated to this and you actually rank the states on this as well and you break it into subcategories uh, because people have a different way of seeing this some people see abortion freedom as a woman's freedom to choose what happens with her body some see it as the freedom of the fetus uh, and 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 whether it should you know be able to live Uh, And so you break it into pieces here. But basically speaking, you find that if you are anti-abortion, you know, you're obviously loving uh, the state of things in Texas because it ranks very high for freedom. If you are anti-abortion, if you are pro-choice. Uh, you're not thrilled with the way things are going in Texas because it ranks uh, almost at the very bottom or at the very bottom uh, for freedom uh, regarding abortion if you're pro-choice.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, one of the reasons why we didn't put this into the main index is because if you think about our definition of freedom, right? The ability to use your life, liberty, and property as you see fit consistent with equal rights of others. Well, that means that you have to have a definition of when life begins. And our kind of... um, you know, uh, view of the world, it doesn't answer the scientific, philosophical, or religious uh, question about when life begins. Now, I have my own view. My colleague has his own view um, about when that is, but we didn't want to put it in here. Instead, what we wanted to say is let's leave it out of the main index and provide three different types of policy regimes that you could have. So if you're like a lot of Texans uh, and you're pro-life, you you believe that life begins, say, at birth, or sorry, at uh, conception. Uh, then uh, there's a, a, a an index for you that we created. If you're really extreme pro-choice, right? You think that until the baby comes, uh, you know, comes out uh, on its birthday, uh, that uh, you could do anything you want with it because it's not a person, right? It's a it's uh, something that's a pre has pre-personhood or any of these things. Uh, yeah. Then you know we have an index for you, and then there's one that's kind of a moderate pro-choice index. And we wanted to provide this so that people could kind of say, if abortion's a big deal for you, you could look at these indices. Um, but again, we, because we didn't we you know we don't have a classical liberal or free market or free enterprise view of when life begins that's kind of inherent in the in the political philosophy that guides this study. Uh, we wanted to leave that to other people. Um Now I have very strong feelings about this issue and and and, uh, you know, tend to be, uh, someone who cares about uh, uh, the life of, uh, of uh, children before they're born. Uh, and so that index uh, matters to me uh, more than, say, the extreme pro-choice one. But I understand that people have different views on, on that. And especially after the Dobbs case, uh, in which, um, you know, uh, states have more freedom to uh, experiment with different policy regimes, then uh, people could decide where they want to live in some ways if they feel strongly about this issue.
1: Dr. Ruger, you've been looking at a lot of elements in a lot of different states. Has
2: anything ever surprised you over the years? Um, you know, I I was always surprised at actually how bad New York was compared to even number forty nine. I mean, there have been times in the history of this index where it's just like uh, it's kind of hard to imagine how different they could be, even the New Jersey or California's or Hawaii's. Hmm. Um, I guess the other thing is I was really surprised when one year Florida uh, came out on top <laughs> and and eclipsed uh, it, it can in because the, in the, again, like, you know, we don't, we do all this data coding. It's 230 variables times two years. Every time we do it times 50 states, you can imagine that that's a lot of data, right. uh, you know, coding. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we're in the weeds. And, and then, you know, of course, when you, you plug it into our uh, statistical work, you know, then uh, you know, then you see what pops out, and it's always fun to see who does it. And and that year that Florida came out on top was was an interesting surprise.
0: Yeah, um, I used to live in Florida, and and it doesn't come out on top a whole lot, uh, or at least not when I lived there, it didn't anyway. Uh, well, when you left, it,
1: they, they did well. Yeah, like apparently that. that's Sorry. when that's it all messaging. got
0: better, and that's when it surprised you. Um So, you know, it doesn't sound like uh, New York is your kind of place. I I don't imagine, uh, unless somebody made you some crazy offer, that you would decide to move to New York and, uh, and, and work there and live there. Do you do you get the sense that there are companies, corporations out there, you know, we're not even talking about individuals here, but corporations out there who are considering moves to another place who have actually used your report or referenced it and and thought, no, maybe not.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Um, you know, we've had people tell us as individuals, um, you know, my co-author is an example. So when we first started working on this, uh, this project, uh, I was living in Indiana and my co-author was living in New York. And he moved to New Hampshire specifically because it's a a more free state. Uh, Now, he knew it was a free state already, but we provided some real good social science, um, you know, kind of uh, markers to actually, you know, in a way, prove it, if you will. Right. Uh, And that's why to know that there's a
0: lot of people in New York who feel totally free. A lot of people in Texas who feel totally free. Is it that they just don't know they're not free?
2: Yeah, it's a little bit like, you know, what happened before COVID, where everybody thought that their own particular school was good, even if even if the schools weren't great. And then they actually saw what happened uh, on, on, on Zoom and whatnot. And that's why a lot of people have been pushing for educational choice, because they're like, wow, even the school I thought was good isn't that good. And part of that is because people, I think, need to look, see the data. They need to be educated because, you know, a person doesn't naturally know, like, hey, how do my local taxes compare to Oregon? You know, if you're in if you're in New Braunfels, Texas, do you know the comparative comparison between New Braunfels' taxes and, and Portland, Oregon's or Des Moines, Iowa or, you know, Dover, New Hampshire? You just don't know. You may not know what the, you know, uh, the types of regulations are on, on smoking or on, uh, uh, you know, something else. Uh, let's say, you know, guns, people who are gun owners tend to know this more than most. Yeah. Uh, but let's say like um, – you know, uh, nurse practitioner scope of practice independence, right? Like that's something you might not know. Uh, but when you look at the data, you could be like, oh, no wonder why my healthcare costs more money because there aren't these types of things that matter. So again, one of the reasons I'm an educator, uh, I used to be a professor at Texas State University and at the UT uh, LBJ school is uh, I, I've been an educator and, and because I think that providing people information can help them make better decisions, which is something that at the american institute for economic research we do we 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 really try to promote better economic literacy a better understanding of freedom and that includes measuring freedom and that's why we do this
1: doesn't new hampshire have a license plate that says live free or die isn't that new hampshire that has that
2: it does indeed it's the so, it's the, the saying of general uh john stark who is the kind of hero of new hampshire is uh, your
1: colleague still there does he still live there
2: uh, he he does. Uh, in fact, uh, he, he commutes to uh, Great Barrington, Massachusetts, where we are here, because he works at AIER as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he lives
1: keeps... a more free life than you, then, in New Hampshire up there, huh?
2: He does. Uh, he <laughs> absolutely does. Look, he doesn't, you know, up there, I mean, again, he works in Massachusetts, but yeah. uh, if, if he worked actually in New Hampshire, then they would pay zero income tax, no sales tax. Mm. Their overall tax burden is really low. <laughs> um You know, again, Texas has high property taxes, New Hampshire has high property taxes, but New Hampshire has no sales tax.
1: Hmm. That's
0: nice. Um, So uh, I'm going to close with this. Uh, Since you lived in Texas, uh, thankfully, uh, you know how to pronounce New Braunfels. That It seems like that uh, city gets butchered more, even (laughs) by people who live here in Texas. It's amazing some of the pronunciations you get on that. So good on you for that. Uh, When you lived here in Texas, did you feel personally the the lack of personal freedoms? Did you did you notice it in real
2: time? Well, um, I lived there before they passed uh, open carry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was an area where you you feel more restricted. Right. Um, You know, I think that, um, you know, again, a lot of the things that Texas restricts aren't things that are part of my kind of personal lifestyle. (laughs) I'm not a big gambler. Uh, you know, I don't really care about doing drugs. Uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a Navy reservist. I, I, I clearly can't do that and keep my job and keep my clearance. Um, you know, uh, I think that in some areas, like, look, I'd like, like to have a a shiner at a cheaper cost, uh, who wouldn't. Right. (laughs) Um, you know, so I guess you could say that, I mean, that's part of the trouble of government, right. Is a lot of the costs on your freedom are, 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 are somewhat hidden or indirect. (laughs) Um, If you think about the ways that, you know, businesses, I mean, to employ someone, right, there's all kinds of hidden costs that that the employer doesn't necessarily see, Um, you know, and, uh, and so that's one of the ways that government can get away with it is because people don't have the information. So I think it's important to provide that information. Uh, But I would say that those property taxes are killer. Um, you know, I I sold some property in Texas. We're living
1: it, man. What are you telling us now? Come on.
2: <laughs> oh, I know, but I, I would have liked to keep, I had a little ranchette, um, and uh I would have liked to keep more of it, but the property taxes were killing me. So uh I had to sell some of it. I mean, it wasn't the only reason, but it was on the margins that matters, right? When you have to pay those killer tax bills.
1: This is a fascinating report, fascinating conversation as well. I but before we let you go, do you have a message for Texans?
2: Um you're doing well, you know, again, you could beat New York or California, but look, you should be competing with Florida, another big state, you know, beat Florida, if you will. Right. Uh, and again, you just beat Florida state, if you will, uh, by getting into the, uh, you know, college football, uh, playoffs, but, right. uh, look, beat them in terms of freedom, compete with these other States. Uh, I love to see these States compete with each other. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Texas could do a lot better. Uh, and, and again, Educational choice is one issue. Again, I'm not lobbying. I'm not taking a position on any particular bill in front of the Texas Legislature. But in general, reforms that free parents and caregivers to choose educational options for their for their children are are much better than than you know kind of zip code assignment or school district assignment. That's a huge thing. Get a get a handle on your local tax burden. It's a ki- it's killer. Um, you know, and then in regulatory policy, Texas is pretty good, but. You know, there are all kinds of areas, right? Whether, you know, like, uh, you know, free, you know, increase occupational licensing reform efforts. It's not the biggest thing in the world, but on the margins, it matters to people. Let people work for a living without having to get permission. Uh,
0: I guess, and and your phone is uh, open and ready to be answered if a, a Democrat or a Republican from Texas wants to have you down to Austin to uh, go over some of these things.
2: Absolutely. I, I want to go to, you know, when I'm in Texas, you know, I, I want to eat as much barbecue as I can. Uh <laughs> the and, freedom uh, to eat as
0: much barbecue as you can. That needs to be a category.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I I don't know. I'm a big fan of uh of blacks. Uh oh, yeah. that's one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. Cool. Uh so uh you know, I I, I, I I that's one of the things I miss about Texas. You cannot get good uh, barbecue in Washington, <laughs> DC, and certainly not in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. I can imagine.
1: <laughs> it, if you get down here, make sure you get them to lower these property taxes for us. I'm glad you've experienced them firsthand, so you know the shackles in which we live.
2: Uh, it's 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 terrible. But again, local taxes in a way are 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 better than having high state taxes because at least you can vote with your feet.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah good point. Good point. Dr.
0: Dr. William Ruger, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Again, it's called Freedom in the 50 States. You can find it in the, the book version or, or online. Uh, it is an interesting read for sure. Thanks so much for for doing this and taking the time with us.
2: Yeah, and and thanks a lot. And uh, go Longhorns and go Bobcats.
1: <laughs> Great stuff. Let me stop the recording here. Very nice.
0: That was perfect. I'm sorry that we probably
1: went over what I told you this was no, going it's to take, awesome. But,
0: you know, we get rolling on this and, and, you know, we just keep thinking of more things he- to ask.
1: Yeah. Keep up the great work. I, I love this. And, and I, I hope you get a lot of good feedback on this because it, like you said, it's, it's, it's elements of life that I don't think people realize. Um, so, I mean, kudos to you. Bravo.
2: Yeah. It's great to do it in a place I've lived too. Cause I, I, I understand what's actually going on. You yeah. yeah. You're not
0: having to look down at notes like, uh, Iowa, let's see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Right. And again, when, sometimes you're like that because with 230 variables times 50 States, like right. I, I, I can't, remember, if you had asked me like, are raw milk sales legal in Texas? I didn't do my prep on that. Oh, we should have
0: done a lightning round quiz. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: That's a good question. I don't
1: know if they they are either. Uh, Good question.
2: Yeah, I can look for you. Yeah,
1: right. Thanks so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: Thanks, Dr. Ruger. We'll see you. Okay, y'all, the conversation doesn't stop here. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Eolotix.